This is Managing Mayhem. Brought to you by two lawyers and a layman. Because good intentions are not a legal defense. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, they're not? Okay, well, let's get going then. Hello and welcome to Managing Mayhem with Patty, Jeff, and Jack. Um, is everyone else over-caffeinated or just me? Just you. All right, go. Ready to go. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, did everyone have a nice weekend and, and all the good things? Oh, it's amazing. All the good things. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I'll tell you what we didn't stop doing was working, right? Checking emails, making phone calls. Oh, yeah. And that's become kind of the new norm. I was at Disney World checking my emails on the weekend. And I was like, why am I checking my email right. at all? Happiest right place now. on earth. I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about that off the clock work. And, you know, I, I saw a billboard actually where unions wrote, unions spent decades trying to get people Saturdays and Sundays and the cell phone took it away in five minutes. Yeah, Something and then just, yes. it just said, damn you, AT&T. Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear me now? <laughs> <laughs> I have no life. No, it's so true. And and we've all heard this story before. And the reason why we're talking about it is for managers and supervisors in HR, it's a nightmare when we're talking about non-exempt employees. Your hourly employees working off the clock when they're not supposed to be. Nightmare, a.k.a. illegal. Yeah. <laughs> so. Sounds like it. And it's so, it's, so, it's so simple. They just go home. They're sitting on their couch, responding to a couple work emails that their boss sent. Right. There's really no expectation that they're supposed to be working, but they're just trying to get ahead, see what's going on tomorrow. Right. And they're working. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like you are because you're just on your phone. It's like... The same fingers are on my, all over my Instagram, so it's the same. <laughs> it feels kind of the same sometimes. Exactly. It's a, it's a blur. Yeah. It's all a big digital blur. <laughs> but ultimately, some of it I'd like to be paid for. Right. <laughs> Preferably okay. all the time on Instagram. <laughs> Preferably the scrolling. Yeah. Uh, so do you have to pay your hourly employees if they go home and are sending a little email off of the clock or doing a little work off of their shift? You know, there are two legal questions that you're going to have to ask, which will determine whether you pay them. One is, are they working off the clock? They're not punched in, okay? Okay. And the other is, was the time de minimis? You know, I'm using my Latin here. So. And de minimis, does, it's, it's like Harry Potter's uncle. Right. Exactly. <laughs> de minimis black. So I think that'd be a lot more fun. Um, but I think we need to break those down because they do get confusing. Okay. So first of all, you're going to have to pay your employees for any work they do that's outside the regular working hours. Um, you have to pay if you knew or reasonably should have known that they were working. Mm. It really doesn't matter, even if you specifically prohibit it, and we'll talk about that in a moment, or if you, if you say, hey, you can't do it, but they do it anyways, you're going to have to pay them. Um, and just because you prohibit it, that doesn't shield you from not paying them. <laughs> you can't say, mm. well, we told you not to, therefore we're not paying you. So. Bottom line is, number one, you got to pay them, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, a lot of employers think, well, I, I put it somewhere that they shouldn't do it. So now they're volunteering it. It doesn't work that way. A lot of great volunteers just putting in a little, an extra couple hours after work. Just know. a lot of people with the anxious attachment style who cannot put the phone down and they just keep coming back. <laughs> right. You know, this is a topic, though, when we're doing our trainings that as we explain the law, I see a, a rash the size of Texas or you know, Florida developing on managers next because it's an area of significant noncompliance and the fines mm. are huge because you're going right. to have to estimate the time 
pay that, pay overtime if that took them in two time and a half. Okay. You pay penalties and you pay attorney's fees. So we kind of joke about it, but it now is a significant um, cost for our companies. Well, especially when you have to backlog things, you ha- you, you have to pay. When- <laughs> well, in each, in each, each violation is its own penalty. And so when you pass go, it's- you have to pay. <laughs> bingo, bingo, go, go, go. The, the thing about it is each penalty is for each violation. And so if it's every night they're doing it, um, and you got multiple employees doing it, that's just can compound and it's gonna get very expensive very quickly. So is there any exception to the after hours work? You mentioned de minimis or my favorite character. <laughs> now I can think about his Harry Potter. <laughs> I think it summons a <laughs> a lawsuit. <laughs> right. Um so what does de minimis mean? Okay, so the general rule is that you have to pay all labor that someone performs, regardless of when it occurs, okay? Right. Whether it's at work or off work. Um, okay. De minimis came about where they said, well, there's going to be a slight exception if there's insignificant periods of time that are not easily measured and are really uncommon. Okay. Um, just, you know, something they do once, a one-off here and there. Just a pop, a little quick text or... Yeah, exactly. Quick something. Right. And they've been clear. The courts have been clear. There's no exact amount of time. There's no, oh, if it's less than 10 minutes, it's de minimis. Or if it's less than five minutes, it's de minimis. But they focus on if it's not easily measured. That's kind of the first Hmm. prong. And the reality is, is nowadays, everything is easily measured, as well as Hmm. you can easily have employees clock in, clock out. Most companies, most of Patty's clients and my clients, they use time tracking apps. And so it's, it's actually pretty easy to track the time, even if it is a minute or two minutes or even 30 you seconds. You can see it and account for it. Right. right. And as to the regularly occurring, that used to mean like, okay, they clocked out and oops, I forgot to turn the coffee off for the, the yeah. employer. I run back in, do it one time in six months. Big deal. No one's losing sleep. Right. In fact, some of those cases were like 1950s and they were talking about less than a dollar worth of labor. You know what I mean? Something right. that was okay. really a, a few, you know, they didn't even have a measure of time. It was really insignificant. Right. But it, it is not. <laughs> it was de minimis. <laughs> exactly. But it's not something that are ongoing texts and emails. That is that is regularly occurring for most companies. And so, mm. uh, and it's easily measurable. So frankly, de minimis isn't really working um, as right. a defense for emails and texts off the clock. Okay. So that's a little bit date. De minimis is not a go-to thing for us now. Unless it's a Harry Potter character. Yeah. Unless. Unless we need de minimis black to come save the day in the eighth book. <laughs> Um, exactly. which I've been writing since I was nine. It is fan fiction and it is available online, a blog I have. I will be honest, it is very good. So <laughs> it's, it's thorough. I think I, it rivals <laughs> your potion book that you worked on since you were, you know, Well, that's, a, that's a, yeah, that, and that was a long work in progress and that's just a companion book as well. So yes. feel free to order both. They're both, um, they're both eBooks. Um, they're huge. Um, okay, so um, what do employers do? What... How do you stop people from working off the clock, especially because it seems so common and easy now? Okay. So let's talk policies. Um, let's talk let's policy. Talk about that it's policy. So exciting. Policy. Everyone has it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they should. So you're going to prohibit off the clock work completely for your hourly workers. They cannot perform any work if they're not clocked in. So that that's the baseline. Okay. Right. And then if they do, 
you need to put in the policy that, that they're to immediately report that they worked off the clock for how long um, and, and just estimate even if they don't know the exact time. Okay, really so that's then the employee's responsibility to yeah, say. Yeah, you're putting that on the employee. Now, I'm responsible for monitoring my own off-the-clock work. This is just for the policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't shield you as an employer from you know paying them um, for that time. But what you should do is say, if you happen to work off the clock, you got some call from a supervisor. Yeah. You need to immediately report it or track it in your app. We'll pay it. And if it wasn't authorized, you're going to discipline that employee. You want to prohibit it, but if they do it, pay it, and then discipline. Exactly. Okay. But the other thing that we do advise managers and supervisors is also check yourself. So many times we see, because you're, you're typically exempt, so there's no clock for you. You can work all hours of the night, and you're texting and emailing during those non-working hours, all your non-exempt employees, and asking them about files and about clients. And all of that is going to need to be paid for. And so what we mm. recommend is kind of check yourself. Don't send those emails. Save them in a draft. Schedule send. Um, or specifically mm. state on the email not to be reviewed or responded to outside of the regular working hours. And I would put that in the subject line, not in oh. the body of the email because that also After falls. it's read. Right. <laughs> At the very end. <laughs> and don't text them. Don't text message people who are yes. off the clock. I mean... Don't text me. Stop it. The other thing is you have to pay them. So if you actually really need to call them, you can't find files or an equipment right. piece is broken and you need their assistance... That is fine if you're paying them. So mm-hmm. just make sure that you're telling them to add that to their timekeeping app and that right. you're ensuring that you're checking that record because there will be times that you need them to check an email or work on a project. Right. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking right. about paying it. You're also going to have to monitor the employees. You can't stick your head in the sand. You're going to have to monitor to make sure people are leaving the work site, that they are not emailing and texting. Um, you mm. after hours and if they are you need to go to them educate them coach them pay them and if they keep doing it discipline them right this happens to some really good employees i mean it's typically um, your best employees right they're the ones who want to be ahead they want to work on the projects they don't want to disappoint right. their supervisor and so it's unfortunate but those are the hard conversations you have to have with with they're typically your better employees. Right. Uh, they're I, just at home trying to move things along, yeah. but they're not realizing that they're creating problems. Right. right. I mean, you're, not you're... to call myself a better employee because <laughs> I don't want, but I, I did as a law clerk not want to bill all my time on the timesheet because I was embarrassed like it took too long. Right. I'm new. Yes. And I was like, wait, you have to get paid for that time. And they had to educate me. We want you to get paid for all this time. And so you just have to make sure you're tracking it. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Because then if you're if people are working too much, then you know also how much their workload is. Are you, you giving understand. them too much? Are they not trained enough? I mean, right. are, they, are they new? And so there's a little bit steeper of a learning curve. Okay. It kind of helps you exactly. Understand the job, mm-hmm. the, fr- the framework right. of the job. Right. Okay. So now we have spoken policy. We have discussed policy in <laughs> and the law measure, and the law and de minimis rectus. Um, oh that sounds uh, inappropriate. Uh, it's not okay to say. Um, okay, so now I would like to enter a section I call the "what if" section, oh, no. the magical okay. if. Okay, okay, so so my first question is. Okay, I get it if you're texting someone and you're receiving an email with a timestamp. But other than that, how do you even know if someone is working off the clock at all? Well, typically, 
you see that they're sending emails. You see when right. they're sending emails or responding to emails. Uh-huh. A lot of companies, they have a system that people actually have to log in and out of. And you can actually get those logs and see who's accessing your drives or your system um, mm. outside of certain hours. And we all have several drives. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Low drive, high drive. Uh, drive home. You also have something as basic as seeing them walk out with a bunch of files and coming back and being done with the work in the morning. Right. You know, that's, right. that's uh, probably, yeah. I mean, the most common is the work's done magically. Right. Yeah, they're done with the project. Well, this falls into the whether you knew or you should have known. You should have reasonably known that they were working, right? And so it falls into that category of... of Oh, I don't know. I can't track whether Jack's done his, you know, t- I don't know right. what's going on. But all of a sudden, everything's done at like, 8 in the morning. I, you're it, like, I don't know what Jack's job is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what tasks he should be finishing. But he right. did it. Right. But I get frustrated when supervisors are like, hey, it's 5 o'clock. The project that people are saying the project's not done. He's like, I, not my problem. It just needs to be magically done by 8 in the morning. Okay. Well, that's reasonably new or should have known. They, right. you know, I don't know. I don't care how it gets done. That's allowing people to work off the clock. You're going to have to pay for that time. Right, right. Okay. Okay, next, what if? Okay. Um, what if it's just a bunch of emails? Like, how would you calculate that time? Like, how? How? <laughs> <laughs> um, best way to protect yourself is to have the employee estimate and record the time that they believe that that took for them to read and send emails and so therefore later if they say it took longer you say well we asked them to estimate it and we relied on that and that is what we paid that is probably your Mm. best defense okay so but what if they say they worked like 10 hours on the email or all of a sudden they have a full 40 hour schedule of at home email sending based (laughs) off of the hours they've given right jack's thinking this is a good system this is a great business (laughs) right no i mean it's funny you ask this but we've had patty i've had to defend these cases where the employee comes in they say yeah i spent hours doing these these emails you know i had to read and review and research and respond so even though it looks like I received it, you know, here, and then I sent it out here. It, it took me much longer. That's a great question. But the reality is you're going to have to pay it. You're going to pay it because that's the estimate. And then you're going to terminate or discipline, right? You're going to say, well, you worked 40 hours. Okay, thank you. Good luck at your next job. I mean. Right. That's yeah. not, that was not in your job description. That right. it would be. We've told you what the limits of the job are. Right. Now, I will say that I have had situations, they're rare, where they're able to say, the person said, I was there for 40 hours over the weekend and they have surveillance showing them there for five hours. And then they present that to them. Um, Mm, But I agree with Jeff that your best bet is if this person's going to be dishonest, you know, pay what they've reported and terminate their employment. You don't want them working Mm, from you because they're actually stealing from you. Right. 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 Because then also, but then there have to be times too where someone actually does have to do some some research mm-hmm. on an email and there are there is going to be extra time right. so but they should get that pre-authorized by a supervisor that's part of your policy to say you cannot work outside your regular shift unless you get pre-approval from a supervisor and you're not authorized to work overtime unless you get pre-approval exactly so i'm creating a part-time job within my full-time job <laughs> right. which is nighttime email <laughs> email in bed moonlighting for my own job it's amazing <laughs> well the funny thing is you, the defense is i'm conducting a lot of research i'm doing a lot of research that's that's the, yeah it's like research i'm always researching just, what what is it right it's anything yeah. so when you find that you have a problem 
How like far right back now when you you've to... listened to the pod, you're right. like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I'm here. That rash um, is just growing. <laughs> what is it with the rash? I hate people get the imagery of the rash. <laughs> I guess I, only, rash. I do know two people who get stress rashes. I know Please a don't name their names. Yeah. <laughs> I won't. I know a lot. <laughs> Everyone I interview in an investigation. <laughs> yeah, truly. I guess you see a lot more neck rashes, right. um, stress rashes. Um, okay, enough of that. When you find out you have a problem, how far back do you have to pay? So under federal law, they look back two years. So they'll go back and calculate right. and have that employee estimate. Two years? Yes. Mm-hmm. And three years if they feel that it was willful, that a supervisor manager of the company knew the rule and they went, didn't do anything about it so they, they can go up to three years back well, now some jurisdictions wow. go even back further you know if you go That's five years crazy yeah. and the problem the problem is is that you don't have any documentation as to how much they were right. over and so it's all going to be an estimate by the employee and then going back to what patty mentioned at the beginning you got to calculate how much you owe did it trigger overtime and then you're going to pay the penalties attorney's fees oh it's i mean it's a it's a lot of money that can mm-hmm. accumulate in two years. So wow. Okay, we're done. That's the what ifs. No more. No further questions. There, there are pl- plenty more. Send them our way. But what I want managers, supervisors, and HR to really take away from this is that it's critical to educate your employees not to work when they're not clocked in. You want to be the good guy and say, "We want to pay you for all time." that you work, all labor you perform, but that has to be recorded. We can't pay you if you're working off the clock and not telling us what that time is. And what the hell you did. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Second of all, you don't get to work whenever you want to work. You have to get pre-authorization to work outside of your regular scheduled shifts. Okay. Exactly. Bottom line is train, pay, discipline if you got to do it. Um, but if you got any questions, send us an email at admin at mnwlegal.com. We'd be happy to answer any of those questions about de minimis work, off-the-clock work. And again, de minimis is not a made-up Harry Potter character who I named and created an entire storyline about. <laughs> also, just know that next week is Juneteenth, so we will be taking the week off, and we will be back on the 26th. Sounds yeah, great. So have a mayhem-free week, and we'll see you on the 26th. See you Woo! on the 26th. Bye. Lastly, thank you for listening to this week's episode. To receive the 0.25 Sherm PDCs, use activity code 24E9JCC. Have a great week, and we'll see you on the 26th. Managing Mayhem is presented by Management Northwest and Management Southwest and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without prior written consent. By listening to this podcast, you understand that we, or at least two of us, are lawyers, but we are not your lawyers. Therefore, nothing we say on the podcast should be taken as legal advice or considered to create an attorney-client relationship. It is solely meant for your educational and informational purposes. The podcast should not be used as a substitute for legal advice from an attorney licensed in your state. Please be aware that listening to lawyers can cause side effects such as migraine, self-doubt, and also maybe cure insomnia. But you know what? Trust your judgment where you're not your mom.